With your connection to local agriculture, I'm Joanna Guza. UW Extension and the Wisconsin DNR are jointly hosting a series of seven in-person workshops for CAFO permit holders, key employees, livestock producers, their employees, and agronomy and engineering consultants around Wisconsin in late January and early February. Today we're going to cover some of the items that will be addressed in the workshop. I'm joined with Kevin Erb with UW Extension. Well, Kevin, to get the conversation started, and this is more for our non-agricultural community, can you share what is a CAFO? So CAFO is an acronym that stands for Concentrated Animal Feeding Operations, and since the early 1970s, EPA has designated large farms as needing to have an operating permit either from EPA or in Wisconsin's case, the Wisconsin DNR, and that really for beef and dairy operations means that you have more than a million pounds of livestock combining the heifers, the young stock, the milking herd, the steers, everything together under a single management at the farm. And who is monitoring CAFOs and what compliance items do they have to meet? So the CAFOs get a five-year operating permit from the Wisconsin DNR. And the DNR, the first time they get a permit, makes sure that they have enough land available to adequately spread the manure that's generated. They make sure the manure storage they have is up to standard, and they put in place some restrictions on where and when manure can be applied and how much can go on each acre. At the same time, there may be a county ordinance or state regulations under ATCAT 50 and R151 that apply to all farms, whether they're CAFO-sized or smaller than that. And how does UW Extension and DNR support CAFOs to stay in compliance? Well, this, is, this workshop is really one of the primary ways because what has been found in the past is that there's been a little bit of confusion about how regulations are interpreted, what farmers, agronomists, engineering consultants are expected to put together in terms of paperwork and documentation and process. And so... These annual workshops are an opportunity for the DNR, the farmers, their consultants, really to communicate about what changes are coming down the pike, uh, what are some common issues and problems that can be easily avoided by tweaking things, and really how can we improve the way things are managed overall. And Kevin, just from your you know personal experiences working with CAFO owners, can you speak to the importance of that CAFO owner having a relationship with the DNR that is working with their um, being compliant? Well, it's really interesting in that there's, I think, an unfounded fear in some cases about <laughs> the DNR and how things are managed, and part of it is based on mistrust and miscommunication. But it's interesting because there are some farms when an accidental spill happens, and the same thing holds true for the four higher manure haulers, that they call in, they report that spill, and the response of the DNR is, okay, we'll document it, come out, take a look at it, because they know the reputation of the farmer of doing things correctly. There are other manure haulers and farmers of all sizes where they know that if that name comes up that there have been problems and the lack of cooperation in the past and how the DNR handles those situations is going to be different. And so having that positive working relationship so that when a neighbor calls and says, I have a question about this, that 
the DNR can communicate with the farmer and get it resolved before it escalates to a major problem is really important. Right. So you all are going to be hosting these seven in-person workshops. Great opportunity to build that relationship. But Kevin, can you speak specifically to some of the items that your team and DNR will be covering in these seven in-person workshops? So for the most part, the programs are in common across all of the seven locations we have. So all the sites we're going to be talking about what's involved in a high-quality nutrient management plan, what are the little things that sometimes cause yellow flags that if we just document things properly, uh, they're not going to be a problem. We're going to have a couple of farmers and agronomists talking in a panel discussion about, you know, here's the types of things that we're doing to make things easier to improve communication. We're going to do a short series of presentations on some of the more technical engineering things, um, such as if you've got shallow bedrock in an area, how does that impact the siting and the design of manure storage? We're going to talk a little bit about emergency response planning. So if I've got a fertilizer spill, a diesel spill, how should that be handled? And I think one of the more interesting things is we see a lot of farms on the larger side putting in manure treatment systems, digesters, renewable natural, natural gas facilities, and we'll be talking about the permit requirements, the paperwork, and uh, what needs to be done first so that you don't have to delay the project to take care of something that was overlooked. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, each of the locations is going to have something a little bit different and more tailored to that site. So in northeast Wisconsin, we're going to be talking about some success stories where some of those conflicts between farms, larger and smaller, and neighbors have been successfully diffused. We're going to be talking about, in north central Wisconsin, uh, the challenges with getting enough groundwater uh, and high-capacity well permits for some of our larger livestock operations, and the impact of copper sulfate foot baths on not only manure copper concentrations, but what's happening to our forages as well. And Kevin, from your perspective, I mean, I know all those items are very important, but is there anyone in particular that you find the most important or an item CAFO Farms should focus more on? Well, I think that for the most part, our CAFO Farms are doing a really good job overall of managing their manure, of preventing problems. And I think a lot of our things that we need to be thinking about really are more on the management side of things. And so we have a couple of farms in Sheboygan County right now that I think are doing something fairly innovative. They had some complaints from some of the neighbors about the number of forage trucks going by the farm. And so they said, well, what happens if we send the loaded trucks this way but send the empties around the section on a different road? And what they ended up finding out was not only did that keep the neighbors happy, but because the empties and the loaded trucks were not having to slow down and pull off a little bit to pass each other. They were actually getting more efficient because the trucks were moving at a faster average speed because they didn't have to slow down. So kind of looking at the little things like how do I route my forage trucks, my manure hauling can make a big difference. Right, and then you can collaborate with other farmers and seeing what maybe problems might arise for your farm. Kevin, what are some of the biggest challenges when it comes to CAFO compliance? So for farms that have never had a permit before, I think it's a little bit daunting when it comes to thinking about the amount of 
paperwork and process to get there. And there are farms that intentionally stay underneath that CAFO size for that particular reason. Um, but if you're thinking about getting up to that size, sitting down with the DNR ahead of time and kind of talking about, you know, if I do add this barn or I do increase my herd size, what's the process going to be? And kind of getting a head start on that because under state law, you need to have that permit in place before you get to that millionth pound of beef or dairy animal on the farm. And that, if you've just got the milking head, that's about 700 head. If you've got the milking head plus the young stock and replacements, depending on how you manage things, uh, you may hit that million pound threshold, just over 500 milking heads. So kind of knowing where you're at and getting a head start on that process, I think is important. Um, for the farms that have been through the permit process before, they understand how it's done, and the burden seems to be much less. Mm-hmm. And what about, Kevin, you said they have to renew their CAFO permit every five years. What if a farmer that's listening said, uh, I already renewed, I got you know five more years before my next renewal. What would you say to them? Is it still just as important for them to be a part of this to make sure that they're staying up to date? It really is because even though you have a five-year permit, there's things that have to be done on a regular basis. The nutrient management plan is updated at least once a year. There are daily, weekly, and monthly inspection reports that have to be put together and understanding what the DNR is looking for um, and making sure that you're documenting things the way that it should be done is really important because if you um, have what you need at your fingertips, a question arises, um, it's much easier to deal with a small issue. Last question for you, Kevin. Who should attend the workshop from the farm, and how can they sign up? So sign up, you can go to the website, go.wisc.edu, and then a slash, and then CAFO 2024. And um, sign-ups are open until the day of the workshop itself, although there's an early registration discount for uh, getting in the Thursday before the session. And... In terms of who should be there, we really encourage the larger farms to have the owner and maybe one or two key people that are dealing with the aspects of the operation that involve the DNR paperwork. So the nutrient management plan, the documentation and reporting requirements, we encourage them to come with their agronomic and engineering consultants just so that everybody is on the same page in terms of what's expected the changes coming down the pike and what needs to be done. And we will make sure that we have a full list of those dates and that link that Kevin mentioned available on our website. Well, Kevin, we appreciate your time sharing more about the CAFO permit workshops. Thank you. And that's your connection to local agriculture. Thanks for listening. I'm Joanna Guza.